the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Monday, which means it's Money Monday, and a chance for us to catch up with our money expert, Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. And Josh's his firm is in Lewis Center. They help you plan for retirement and arrive there without the nasty surprises that can sometimes intrude. You can get a hold of them for a free consultation at 614-917-1040. Their web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And listen to us on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 2 p.m., Friday, 7 p.m. So, Josh... We're here in a new week. The Democrats and the Republicans were in Congress or in the Senate all night. They passed a so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which we won't get into whether it does or doesn't. What we do know is that we're going to double the size of the IRS, 87,000 more IRS agents. And you always talk about tax planning is a big part of retirement planning. You know, I try to look at this uh, you know, from both perspectives, but I think everybody listening right now is probably thinking more IRS agents. Oh, Lord, that's not good, right? <laughs> Um, and, you know, I guess let's look at it through rose-colored glasses in that if you're playing by the rules and you're doing the right things, having a stricter enforcement uh, agency is, is probably a good thing because we're going to catch the people who are not doing the right thing. Unfortunately, though, uh, I've seen this in the past, and I would not be surprised uh, for everyone listening out there that you may get a letter that says, you know, we've audited your account and there's some discrepancies. And a lot of those good or bad, are going to be completely and utterly erroneous. So don't panic if you get a letter in the mail. It's simply more people doing more work, following up on more leads, doing more things. Uh, it's very possible that you'll get a letter that says you owe money that you don't, uh, but that's going to be an unfortunate byproduct of kind of the baby getting thrown out with the bathwater on this one. Josh, what should people do if they get that letter? Should they run right out and get a lawyer? Should they try to handle it themselves? What's your advice? Well, it depends on the situation, obviously, and how versed you are in, in taxes. But I would say if it's very obvious, like uh, we show that you earned five hundred thousand dollars and you only earned fifty, mm. um, well, that should be something that you can handle on your own. However, if they're diving deep into perhaps you have a business and deductions, et cetera, well, hopefully or probably you already have an accountant. I would contact them first. But you know, the the problem is. Um, and I've received some of these letters myself saying you own you owe this you know astronomical amount of money, and the reality is I didn't. Sometimes it's just that you're mistyping uh, on the on the computers back at the IRS. So I guess the, the big takeaway here is while tax planning is important, and I know we're kind of getting away from that, enforcing the laws is important. Uh, sometimes you're just going to get caught in a net that was unintended. Josh Pick is our guest. He's with Aptus Wealth Management. That's his firm located in Lewis Center, which is very close to our station, I-270, 270 rather, and 23, I-270, 23, kind of in the Crosswoods area. So get with Josh and his team for your free consultation. You can set that up by phone, 614-917-1040, 614-917-1040, or on the web at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. 
So I need to get educated on a new term that I hear. There's a new, or at least it's new to me, uh, investment opportunity out there called ETFs. And some people are all about it, and other people are saying, you know, that individual stocks are a better way to go or mutual funds are a better way to go. What are ETFs? And can you give us kind of a Cliff's Notes version on what people should know about ETFs? Yeah, Cliff Notes ETFs, uh, it actually stands for Exchange Traded Fund. So for a lot of, for all intents and purposes, it reacts very similarly to a mutual fund or at least an indexed mutual fund. So if you've heard of, you know, Vanguard really made the indexed mutual fund uh, a prominent thing in our space. So the S&P 500 is simply an index. And you can buy uh, an indexed mutual fund that literally just tracks all of the stocks that are in the S&P 500. It's unmanaged. It's not somebody trying to beat the market. It's just buying the market. The big difference between the mutual fund version and the ETF version is how they trade. So if you've ever called your 401k company or you've called your mutual fund company and said, hey, I'd like to sell my mutual fund. And they say, well, this is as of yesterday's close Mm -hmm. and final pricing will not be available until 4 p.m. today, blah, 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 blah. That's because mutual funds reconcile at the end of the day. ETFs, on the other hand, although they own all of these different stocks, they trade like an individual stock. So you could call or hop on your TD Ameritrade or Schwab account and say, I'd like to sell this ETF. And it'll tell you exactly what you're going to sell for it. So from a, or get for it. So from a trading perspective, there's some advantages to ETFs, but there's still some inherent disadvantages to ETFs, much like there are mutual funds. And that is you do not necessarily have control over what is bought and sold. And sometimes there's this overweighting that happens in indexes. If you look at the S&P 500 today, I would be willing to bet that probably 20% of the 500 stocks uh, that are in the S&P 500 are actually only the top five or 10 stocks. So you end up having you know, a fifth of your money in five or 10 stocks versus one five hundredth of your money across 500 stocks. So when it comes to diversification, uh, while ETFs can be a great tool and they definitely trade differently than mutual funds, they can have some problems in overweighting and a lack of diversification, even though you would think the opposite. Josh Pick is our guest. He's with Aptus Wealth Management. Join Josh and me for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show at 7 p.m. Friday and 2 p.m. Saturday. And get with he and his team for a free consultation at 614-917-1040 or via the web at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. If you're listening to this out of our area and you say, man, I'd really like to get together with Josh, but uh, I'm not in the area, doesn't matter. You know, with Zoom and with uh, electronic communications now, Uh, It's very common to have clients out of area, so keep that in mind as you think about Aptus Wealth Management for a place to help you plan for your retirement. Okay, what little I know about mutual funds is that, you know, some have a fee, a no-load fund, and others don't. Uh, Are ETFs similar to that? Is there a way to differentiate from one ETF to another? Do they vary, or are they all pretty much the same? Yeah, so if you look at mutual funds, uh, there are loaded mutual funds, which is essentially a sales commission, and then there are no loaded mutual funds. But one thing that's common amongst both of those things is they have an asset management fee that you're paying a company to manage the underlying assets inside of that mutual fund. ETFs do not have a front-loaded sales charge. That does not mean if you went to a, you know, a stock broker and bought an ETF that perhaps they wouldn't charge you a commission for that trade. However, there is no inherent load, meaning that there is only the underlying management fee. And one of the you know, kind of claims to fame of the ETF world is because they're typically just buying into indexes, that cost is very, very low. Um, ETFs are a great option. Mutual funds are a great option. Buying individual stocks are a great option. 
And probably having some of all of those things in different categories for logical reasons makes sense. And I think the real challenge, if you're listening to this right now and going, uh, sounds like a lot. It is. And unless you have a semblance of, or a basis of understanding of all these different things and how to coordinate them all together, it would be very difficult to put it in some sort of logical, how do I achieve my goals format. Yeah, that's why you need a professional, folks, so you have an understanding or at least have exposure to all the different options out there. And if you don't understand it, well, you need someone who does, and I can guarantee you that's the Aptus team at Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040 or online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. So why do we have ETFs? I mean, they don't come about unless there's a need for them. What need did they solve? Because I would assume every time we get a certain financial option for saving or for investing, uh, it supposedly fills a niche that wasn't there before. What niche does this fill? Yeah, I think a, a lot of it was driven from tax law changes. Um, so it was a way for money managers to uh, do some trading inside of an individual stock-like held position versus mutual funds so there wasn't passed through taxes. Um, and, and that example can get rather complicated in explanation, but just know that there are some inherent tax advantages of ETFs if you're not holding them in an IRA or 401k or some sort of qualified account. And the other is how they trade. Uh, again, remember, you don't have to wait until the end of the day. You can mm-hmm. trade throughout midday and know exactly what you're getting for that transaction. And that was incredibly helpful uh, for tactical or more active money managers who are trying to limit volatility inside of a particular portfolio. Think of the term hedge fund, for example. You know, that hedge fund concept of how do we hedge against risk. Uh, ETFs offer some advantages there. So I think it was born out of those two things, taxes and uh, ease of transactions back and forth. Makes a lot of sense to me. That's the gift that Josh and his team have, is an ability to explain things in a way that you can understand them. They know all the nuances, and sometimes it's hard for us laymen just to grasp that, but that's one of the gifts that they have. That's what you get when you have uh, Aptus Wealth Management representing you and managing your wealth and helping you work toward retirement. So check Josh and I out on Fridays at 7 p.m., Saturdays at 2 p.m., or get a hold of Aptus at 614-917-1040, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Josh, great to catch up with you. Talk to you on Friday. Bruce, always a pleasure. Thanks. Well, gas, according to GasBuddy.com, is down as low as $3.09 in Columbus. I want to slap myself for saying that. I'm acting like that's something to cheer about. Uh, Knock a dollar off of that, and then we'll start relenting in our criticism of the Biden administration. Is 309 at the Sheets location in Powell. Now, this was a controversial Sheets location. The one at 3641 Seldom Seen Road. Because the neighbors didn't want it there. They were afraid that it would be uh, an attractor of lots and lots of cars. <laughs> because yeah, they sell cheap gas. And I've never eaten the fare at Sheets. But producer Pam is smiling at me, so it must be pretty good. Like burgers and all the kind of stuff, I've right? I've only had a couple of things People when rave they about first it. opened. That, yeah, everyone says it's great. Yeah. I, I have been to one in Pen- Pennsylvania yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, 
I was impressed with the fact that you could get salads and fresh fruit in a mm. cup at a gas station. Because oh, I know, think that's kind of common, isn't it? Uh, it, it is. Don't they probably do that at now, Valero and a lot of other I, places that have the big kind of combo gas station yeah, mini mart? But I think Sheets was the ones that ah. kind of spearheaded that. Okay. Well, they're, they're mushrooming all over the state of Ohio. Right. And they sparked a gas war in that part of Columbus, mm-hmm. I know. That Kroger's gas, because they, they have a Kroger at, I believe it's Powell Road, and I don't know if it's Sawmill Road or Sawmill Parkway. It's the same road. They just change it from road to parkway when it gets up there into an area where the homes start to increase in price. I don't want to live on Sawmill Road. I want to live on Sawmill Parkway. Okay, fine. But the Kroger gas up there was like 40 or 50 cents a gallon less than it was in Dublin. And in Hilliard, because we uh, we had an, an, a concept when I was a kid called a gas war. Mm-hmm. One guy would lower his price, another guy on the opposite corner would lower his price, and they keep going at it. So I think the stations in that area, because the giant, uh, excuse me, the the giant eagle up there is also three oh nine. The Circle K up there is three fifteen. The UDF up there is three fifteen. Wow. <laughs> so so. Sheets is driving this whole reduction in and I, gas prices. I thought I got a deal yesterday with my ten cents off Meyer card mm. for three forty eight. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your day. I know. Sorry to ruin your day. <laughs> Nationally, I saw gas yesterday in rural Ohio and in Indiana. I still saw it for over four dollars a gallon. It is in West Virginia. I can tell you that. Yeah. So it's still coming down, and um, or it's still it's still up there. I mean, and it is coming down. But again, it's because people are combining trips. Demand for gas has gone down because people are like, I can't afford this. And once it comes down and people start driving again, because look, what did we used to think a really good price for gas was? Anything under 250 right? Pretty much anything under 250 230 would be where I would be like, never complain about what it costs to fill my tank. Then it gets up to $3. Whoa! I remember taking my kids to school, it was 369 and I'm freaking out. And they're like, don't look at the price, Dad. Don't look at the price. Then, then over $4, then near $5, and over $5. So what does that do? Well, A, it crushes you economically. But B, it also raises your standard of what is acceptable. Now we're looking at 309 and you heard my reaction. Hey, it's only 309 Only 309 That's like 70 cents more than when Biden took office. So they've gotten to me, and I am a known and proud contrarian. So this is the way... The frog gets boiled in the pot and doesn't get out. Is they raise the prices so high, then they take it back down, and then it'll go back up, and then go back down. And then pretty soon your new normal is not 225. Your new normal is 309. So don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Um, we know car thefts are a problem in the city of Columbus. We're on a pace for 10,000 this year. I said all along, there's going to be a crash related to a high-speed chase and a stolen car, and somebody's going to die. Happened a couple weeks ago, two 14-year-old boys. 14-year-old boys. I have a friend who's a police officer in a suburban department. We had a really nice um, meal together last week, and he had on his phone pictures of some of these young kids, 13, 14 years old, who are stealing cars in Columbus. And you look at their picture when they're caught, and the first time they're caught, they're terrified. And the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time you catch them, it's like, what's the big deal? I'm going to be out in another hour, and I'll be back doing this again. 
for kicks or for gang initiation or for who knows what. So the crash of the speeding car was one concern that I had, and it's cost two 14-year-olds their lives. The crash into an innocent party is a concern that I have. The crash into a home and some unsuspecting homeowner being hurt is a concern that I have. Here was one that I didn't have, but this is one that mm, I can't really blame the homeowner. Sunday, in the Old Town East neighborhood, the owner of a Ford Focus called 911 around 1.30 p.m. because he saw a group of people breaking into his car south of 21st Avenue and Bryden Road. So he goes out, which I would, hey, what are you doing? Get away from my car. And rather than running, realizing they've been caught, there's an argument that ensues. The, the sense of entitlement, right? Come on. So there's a confrontation, and the owner of the car, the guy who saw them stealing his car, had a firearm. He fired a few shots. The kids stole the car anyway, and it crashed a short distance away. So it's unclear to me whether he hit one of the kids or if they were just not driving you know, away successfully because somebody's shooting at them. That would tend to, oh, hey, I didn't sign up for this. So the injured teen was transported to Grant Medical Center, and the rest of them were detained for questioning. Now, if they're out in a matter of hours or a matter of days, guess what they'll be doing the next day or the next week? They'll be stealing another car. And if they didn't have a gun on them this time, you better believe the next time they'll be ready for the armed homeowner. And this is why judges like Kim Brown in juvenile court are a disaster for the city of Columbus because she would tell you, oh, it's racist to put these kids in juvie for stealing cars. You teach them how to be criminals. They already know how to be criminals. They're already proving they know how to be criminals. And they're going to escalate their criminality to guard against citizens doing what the cops can't possibly be asked to do, which is safeguard every neighborhood and street in the city of Columbus to preclude your car from being stolen. So, Kim Brown, you think you're doing some grand favor for society by not punishing these kids for stealing cars or for smaller crimes, you're not doing them a favor. Because if they don't learn at an early age that there are consequences for actions, then they're going to escalate their actions, which is going to introduce a whole new spate of consequences that, guess what, will also escalate. Instead of being in jail, they'll be in a car crash that'll kill them or kill someone else, or they're going to get fired upon, or they're going to fire back on someone. And when that happens, and it's already happened, it's on your head, Kim Brown, you and the other juvenile court judges who wrote the letter to the police saying, Operation Game Over is racist. No, it's not racist. It's effective policing. Get your nose out of it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.